This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hey guys, welcome to episode 273 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. What up, y'all? Alright, we got a lot to get to tonight. We have a very cool story based out of Dallas. Tons of stuff to do. And we get to talk a little bit uh, later in the show about our interview with Dalen Spratt and the fun we had out there with him. Yeah, it was a great time. But obviously, we were going to start off with thanking our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thanks to all of you men, women, and service animals for everything you do. Absolutely. You guys are the best. We keep praying for you guys every day. And just come home safe and thank for keeping us safe. Also, I would have mentioned real quick that we've got uh, Leslie Fear on a little later in the show. Talk about uh, some stuff in the Dallas area and stuff since she'll be in our upcoming live event next saturday obviously we want to take the time right now though to mention if you're struggling with something mentally whether it be depression whether it just be going through a hard time maybe you're going through a you know breakup with a husband or a wife or boyfriend girlfriend things are tough at work whatever the case may be we just want you to know that we're there for you if you need to talk reach out it's seems so hard to do sometimes but once you get talking about something you're going to feel a hundred percent better it's true you guys just need to reach out we're always here for you all Um, we can give you our phone numbers if you'd like you can reach out to the group we're always there for you but if you would rather be you know call the suicide number you can call 1-800-273-8255 you can also text them at 741-741 just remember, honey, you're not alone. We are all here for you. Absolutely. And that group is a lifesaver, literally. We would have people tell us all the time that mm-hmm. that they've been on the verge of harming themselves and somebody in the group has said something that's completely yeah. changed their, their aspect on, on how they were feeling. Because so. you guys are awesome, and we appreciate you all so much. All right, so Tracy, we're going to... Do a live event in the Dallas area. So I thought since we're going through the big D (laughs) and I don't mean Dallas. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) So anyway, so we're gearing up for that. And we thought the best way to get ready and prepare would be to cover what many believe to be the most haunted location in the entire Dallas Fort Worth area. What? And I'm talking, of course of the Adolphus Hotel. Are we going there? No, we're not. Oh. We, well, we may go by there, but we're not staying there. Okay. This place has quite the history. Ooh. And I mean, you're going to hear stuff tonight and you're going to be like, dang, how much stuff can happen in one place? I bet you we end up there. Maybe not to spend the night, but... Well, that's what I said. We may go there, but we're not staying there. Right. 
Like we can go in and walk around? I'm sure we can. It's a hotel. Okay. You go there and just use the bathroom or something like we did in uh, that hotel in oh yeah Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when I'm talking history, I'm talking more tragedies. So we're going to be covering... All of that, several of those different tragedies, and then we'll cover the paranormal side, because I think this really may have a lot to do with why the place is so haunted. Yeah. I hate that that was, you know, a lot of tragedy happened there. That's not good. No, not usually. Tragedy is never good. No. So you can almost kind of assume that. A little history on the hotel itself. First of all, it's expensive. Ooh, this, is a, this is a luxury hotel. It's not that bad, It's but it's about $250 a night. Yikes. Like, if you go on, like, a Wednesday night, it's, like, 250 bucks, And then it goes up from there. That's, like, the cheap rooms. But what? why do they charge so much? What makes it such a... I don't know. A better room that they can charge that much? I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, I'll never really understand why someone would pay so much for a hotel. I mean, I was looking up places to stay... And I, one of the places came up was 800 and some dollars a night. What the hotel. flip? That's a damn house payment. I know it. I and mean, that's dang. For, and that's for one night. Whatever, dude. Anyway. Maybe, maybe they include some massages and stuff. If you go on a on the weeknight, it's like 270 to $400 a night here. <sighs> but, wow. So the hotel was built and named after Adolphus Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. Adolphus Bush. Okay, go ahead. He built his fortune in the brewery business in oh. St. Louis. You may know him as half of the, the Bush beer? Anheuser-Busch. Ah. <gasps> oh. Yeah, he's the Bush and the Anheuser-Busch. He then decided to invest in Dallas real estate. The Adolphus Hotel, which has been the on the National Register of Historic Places, since 1983, was built in 1912. Wow. And you're going to find out he was actually investing in Dallas before mm-hmm. that. But he thought Dallas was like the up-and-coming city in the United States. So he was trying to get in mm-hmm. on there before all that took place. To, well, know. good for him. The 22-story hotel became not only the tallest building in Dallas, but one of the most luxurious hotels in the entire country. Bush saw Dallas, like I said, as a city of the future, so he started investing in Dallas in the early 1920s. Believe it or not, the hotel was actually modeled after a German castle. No kidding. Because I don't know a lot of castles with 22 stories. They're tall, but they're only 22, 22 stories, yeah. Anyways, it remained the tallest building in Dallas for another 10 years before okay. another building was built that was taller. Because there are so many things that have happened here, I'm going to briefly just run down the events that have led to the insane amount of paranormal activity at this hotel. These tragic events started, believe it or not, two weeks after the hotel opened. No way. October 20th, 1912. Now, there was an Italian waiter. He had recently moved from Chicago and started working there. He fell three floors down an elevator shaft in the main lobby. So, what the heck? Well, here's what happened. He was standing there next to the elevator. He was talking to somebody, and he had a friend with him. Mm-hmm. And the friend went on the elevator, and it went up. But this guy didn't realize that the elevator had left. Oh, and my gosh. back in these days, there were no doors on the elevators. What? No, they didn't have doors on the elevators. It was just the car was there or it wasn't there. And it was an empty shaft if it wasn't there. 
So, like, when you're on the elevator, you're just, like, looking at the wall since there's no doors? No, I think that there was a door on the elevator, but I think when you left, that door went with you because it was on the actual car and not... Oh, well, that's so weird. Okay. Okay, so he's sitting there, he's talking. He's, this guy gets on the elevator, his buddy. It takes off without him. He doesn't see it leave. And he backs up where he thought the elevator was going to be, and it's just an empty shaft. And so he falls three floors to his death. Well, who the... What the... Actually, he died like two hours later at the hospital, but in, you get what I'm saying. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, I, I wish the guys he was talking to could have saved him. Well, I, mean, I think... What, he, then they were like, watch I, out! I think they were probably going to, but I think this guy was literally like right in front of it. So even if they would have said something, it was already too late. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. So the following year, May 13, 1913, a 45-year-old insurance salesman, he's at the hotel, he's at some type of a meeting, and he decides to go out with some colleagues, they're going to go out for a walk. During the walk, he became ill and just kind of collapsed. Now, they had barely made it out of the building. He was They were still on the building's premises on the outside, right. and he kind of collapsed and fell into the wall. The other men he was with, they get him back up. They take him back inside the hotel, and he died about 30 minutes later. <gasps> From what? I don't. I didn't say. He just collapsed. Well, let me rephrase that. They kind of know, but it's not specific. Now, what I mean by that, the death was ruled, get this, an acute attack of indigestion or apoplexy. What is that? That's a good question. Apoplexy was just kind of a wide range label that they would use on stuff when they wouldn't 100% sure, but that's kind of what they would usually list people who had a stroke. But sometimes they would use that term if someone just had a sudden death and they wasn't sure what it was because it was hard back then, 1912, 1913, to determine the difference between a heart attack and a stroke, so sometimes they would just say apoplexy. That's crazy how fast that happened. Well, that's why they call it a sudden death. Oh, poor guy. February 7th, 1915, a 26-year-old collector from an Iowa cement company was having a business meeting there at the hotel. This is probably one of the strangest stories, by the way. He excused himself to go to the restroom back in his room. I don't guess they probably had a public restroom down there. Oh. I'm assuming. Annoying. Well, I mean, they probably did because there was a restaurant and stuff there. But anyway, he excuses himself from the meeting to go back to his room to use the bathroom. Maybe he had to poop and he didn't want to do it downstairs. Well, you would think. He goes to his room and he throws himself on the bed and starts convulsing. (gasps) It gets weirder. When he was found, there was a one-third empty bottle found in the bathroom that was labeled poison. But there was also a note found that was addressed to the man's stepfather that said, I got the wrong bottle. Love to all. And that's the end of that story. So he realized he drank something wrong? And then he's like, well, shoot, I guess I better say bye. I mean, I would think think maybe you call an ambulance. Well, yeah. You know, instead of taking the time to just say I screwed up. there's a lot of confusion with that story, that is and there really, really bizarre. is there really isn't much more information than that. Oh my gosh! December twenty sixth, nineteen seventeen, day after Christmas, 
The Adolphus had recently had an addition built on it. It's a 12-story uh, building known as the Adolphus Annex. A 16-year-old elevator boy stopped on the sixth floor. He lets a passenger off. I guess he gets off the elevator too when the passenger gets off. Well, the elevator starts to take off and the boy attempted to jump back on the elevator since it, but it was already going up and he missed. When okay, he missed, well, he fell 100 feet to the basement, shattering his skull and both legs. Oh, my gosh. Why is a 16-year-old working the elevator anyway? It's 1917. I mean, they didn't have all the child labor laws they got today. That poor kid. That's awful. Did he die? Yes. Oh. So keep it, let's keep tally here. This is five years since the hotel's been open. Two elevator deaths. Still no doors on the elevators. We'll keep a running tab as we go. January 15th, 1920. Shortly after 11 p.m., a chauffeur for the Bauer Auto Rent Company was shot three times on the Commerce Street entrance of the hotel. Now, oddly enough, he was shot and killed by a chauffeur for the Adolphus Auto Rent Company. Well, what the heck? <laughs> well... 20 people witnessed this crime, and apparently some bad blood had brewed between these two men a few weeks earlier, when, and it actually resulted in a fight, mm -hmm. and this was all during a strike that involved chauffeurs. So there was a big chauffeur strike a couple weeks before, this guy and him got into it, and this guy held onto his grudge and just shot him in front of the place. And that did him good how? I don't know. He ain't going to get no more people to chauffeur. Because yeah. his dumb ass is going to jail. Right? Yeah, absolutely. October 22nd, 1922. A 30-year-old Mexican cook wanted to know where the elevator was. <laughs> oh my God, not the elevator again. So he stuck his head in the elevator shaft to see where the elevator was and was immediately decapitated oh, by the descending elevator car. Oh my God. So now we're 18 years what is Bush's problem? Three He's... elevator deaths and still no doors. What is his problem? Why hasn't he fixed this? <laughs> I don't even know if Bush was involved with it at this point for 18 years later. Well, ain't it his name on the hotel? But yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean Colonel Sanders' name's on a restaurant. What the hell is he going to do about stuff? He's been dead for 20 years. Well, come on now. February 22nd, 1930. This is my favorite story. Kitchen employees hear a loud crash and a puff of dust comes from the fans. <laughs> Why did this happen? Well, the night before, a model walked into a hotel room to do, you know, modeling. The room belonged to a 60-year-old hat salesman. Okay. She was going to help him set up his display. When she gets there, though... All she sees was an open window and a torn screen. So she tells the authorities and the management of the hotel that the man's been depressed and he had made a comment that he would never see his family again. Now, I don't know what that <laughs> comment means. I don't know if that meant he planned on doing something so he wouldn't see him or maybe his wife was divorcing him and he was never going to see his family again. And maybe that's why he was depressed. So I'm not sure which way those comments need to be taken. I mean, well, I mean, if the screen is out, he's probably jumped to his death. I understand that. But I don't know. You're missing my point. 
No, I see your point. My point is, did he jump to his death because he was depressed because he, for some reason, is not going to see his family? Or did he know he was going to commit suicide and that's why he wasn't going to see his family anymore? So I'm saying. Yeah. So anyway. His... I wonder if it made a difference if he sold a lot of more hats. Probably not. You don't think? No. That's awful. His body was soon found in an air shaft. <gasps> what? And his death was ruled a suicide. Now, the news reported that when the man jumped from the eighth floor, get this, it created so much force that his body tore through the galvanized iron roof oh. of the air shaft in one of the inside courts. My gosh. His body went straight through to the bottom of the shaft. Well, not straight through. You see, his head and body were badly torn and cut by the blades of the powerful fan oh, Jesus, Pete. that it went through. Now, that was the noise that the kitchen staff heard. And where the dust came from? And that from? was the reason for the little puff of dust or smoke. That's why Aww. it came through the fan was from him hitting and, I guess, forcing it. My gosh, how awful. October 8, 1933. The two-year-old son of a musician that was touring with the Henry Busey Orchestra climbed up on the windowsill to watch a band that was down in the street when the screen gave way. He fell 12 stories. Mm. Hotel manager scooped up the little boy's body and ran him to the house physician, but there was absolutely nothing the doctor could do. The family sued the hotel, but the judge ruled that the hotel was not liable. The purpose of the screen was to keep out insects not to keep someone from falling out. And that's why they were deemed not liable. Well, I mean... It's horrible, but it's It is a horrible thing true. to happen. Yeah, but, you, I mean, it, it's a horrible thing. But God loving. Because if the horrible. window had been closed, he wouldn't have fell out. That's very true. So they needed to keep a closer eye on him, I guess. But, you know, that's see, that's always my fear. When, you know, the, the grandkids get near anything like that, it scares me to pieces because I'm always afraid... And it reminds me a lot of the Eric Clapton son situation. Yes, yeah. It's, oh, just a horrible thing. Well, God love him. June 24th, 1940. Look, we're only up to 1940. And we're not going to have many things. That's a lot on. that's happened. A 50-year-old man who was totally engulfed in flames fell from his 11th floor room that was also on fire. Hmm. His head struck the hotel's marquee on the way down, killing him instantly. That was going to happen anyway, though, from 11 stories. Didn't matter what he hit. Witnesses below said that when the, that, that the man was actually hanging out the window and yelling for someone to save him, and it's unclear whether he jumped to get away from the fire or whether he succumbed to the smoke and passed out and fell out the window. Oh. Now, there was some controversy associated with this case. Because the firemen were actually inside the hotel trying to get to the man. And apparently the hotel's night clerk gave them the wrong floor. So they oh. went to the wrong floor. Oh, my gosh. I ain't going to this hotel. I don't change my mind. Forget <laughs> I'm it. I'm pretty sure the staff's probably different since it was in the 1940s. Mm, yeah, I still don't care. August 3rd, 1946. A 51-year-old woke up to find his pillow and sheets were on fire because he had fallen asleep smoking. He removed the pillow and the sheets and put them in the bathroom. Problem solved. Except the 
pillow and the sheets apparently ignited and started to catch on fire again, even though it was in the other room. And it filled the room with deadly smoke and gas, and the guys succumbed to smoke inhalation. Oh, man. May 27, 1955. A maid found a 36-year-old fashion buyer dead in her room. It was listed as a natural death due to alcoholism. Nothing really fancy about that story. It was just still another death in the hotel. Yeah, still sad. July 14, 1959. Now, this one's a little bit of a longer story. The smashed body of a 25-year-old lady of the night was found in a small courtyard 14 floors below the room that she had rented for the night. So where she fell, it, it, was, a, a, it was a four by eight inset into the building. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So when she fell, she ricocheted from wall to wall all oh. the way down. Oh my gosh. In her room... There were signs of a struggle, but the case remained a mystery for months. The police questioned a 31-year-old man who had a reputation for pimping in the area. They also questioned two other men. Months later, January 1959, an 18-year-old was beaten and left in the Mercantile Continental Building closet. So a whole different building. But this led police to a gentleman by the name of Willie Philpott. Now, Philpott confessed to a series of crimes, including the beating and rape of a 10-year-old girl in Longview, Texas. Oh, wow. He had also beaten several men in Texas and in Alabama, and he said he murdered an Adolphus prostitute. Wow. According to police, Willie Philpott was an employee at the Adolphus Hotel, he had delivered food to the young lady's room several times during throughout the day. On the last stop, she offered him some whiskey. Philpot said that they talked and his hand began to tremble and twitch. And he flipped a towel around her neck. And when she stopped breathing and stopped moving, he then threw her out the window. So he literally just was talking to her. She gave him some liquor. Why is he... Okay, so he just because he started twitching, he just felt he had to kill her? No, I'm thinking that was his whole thing. It's just that was like he was overcome with the power to... Like, apparently he's done this before. He already raped and killed a 10-year-old and, you know, beat a bunch of other men. So it, this obviously was a sickness he had. Philpot was actually executed in Huntsville for the murder and rape of that 10-year-old little girl. Wow. Good. March 15, 1971. This is the last one. A witness said that he warned the hotel porter to make sure that the elevator car was on the second floor so he could load the band equipment. But just after replying, yes, it's here, the porter stepped into the elevator shaft and fell to his death. I mean, are people not looking? I do not get this. Now 58 years, fourth elevator death. Did he not look before he stepped in? (laughs) If there's no damn floor, you don't step in. He said it was there, so I don't know. I mean, he's the one that even said it was there, and he's the one that fell. I don't know. Oh my there. gosh, it's awful. Okay, you ready for the paranormal side of the Adolphus Hotel? I'm sure it's about the damn elevator. I bet the <laughs> elevators are paranormal. There, there may be something in there about the elevators. All right, let's take a real quick break from our sponsor. Hey guys, CBD isn't about what you feel. 
It's about what you don't feel. For example, stress, anxiety, pain. And feels is a better way to feel better. I know for us, Tracy has used feels since they became a sponsor a couple of years ago. And it's definitely helped her sleep. It's definitely helped the pain in her neuropathy uh, as far as her feet goes. And those are things that she struggled with for the 14 years that I've known her. And this is one of the products that has helped her the absolute most. So what is Feels, you're probably asking. It's a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. And CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. So there's no hangover or addiction. That's the good thing about it. It has it helps, and then you don't even realize that you took anything. It's not like a medicine or a pill or something like that. It definitely helps. You just put a few drops of feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference literally in minutes. The one thing to remember about CBD is it's finding the right dose for you, and that's really important. Everybody's dose is a little bit different. In fact, Fields offers a free CBD hotline that can help guide your personal experience so that you find the perfect dose. The Fields customer service team is dedicated to making sure that you get the best use of your CBD. So you can join the, the Fields monthly membership. It makes it very easy for self-care and you'll save money every month and you can pause it anytime that you want to. Start feeling better with Fields. That's F-E-A-L-S. Become a member today by going to fields.com slash hillbilly. You're going to get 50% off your first order and free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash hillbilly to become a member and get 50% off automatically taking your off your first order and free shipping. It doesn't get any better than that. Fields.com slash hillbilly. Okay, Tracy. Paranormal time. Believe it or not, the most well-known haunting at this hotel has nothing to do with any of the stories that we just talked about. <laughs> well, that's surprising. So according to legend, there was a young bride-to-be who had her wedding scheduled at the hotel. The year, 1935. All of the guests gathered in the hotel's luxurious ballroom up on the 19th floor. The crowd anxiously awaited for the joyous occasion to begin, but the groom was nowhere to be found. The wedding party waited. They waited for hours, but he never arrived. The really? bride was absolutely humiliated and heartbroken. Yeah, I can see that. She ran from the ballroom. A few hours later, her lifeless body was found hanging from the rafter above the altar where she was to have been taking her vows. Aww. Please don't tell me he showed up later because he had a flat tire. No, he uh, passed away because he fell down the elevator shaft. Shut up, no, he did I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> For the last 86 years, guests have reported hearing a woman crying and sobbing and footsteps up and down the hallway of the 19th floor. Aww. Most scary of all, the sound of a rope creaking as if it's under the strain of a person's body mm. in the area where the wedding would have taken place. Oh, that's heartbreaking. The apparition of the bride has been spotted in the halls outside of the ballroom after an event or big party, and she's still wearing her wedding dress and veil. So we seriously don't know why he didn't show up? Nothing? No. No, he just was like, 
honestly, I don't even know if there's proof that this happened. So many times these stories, but I, I didn't see. You would have thought that would have been listed in with the because I, I I found a timeline of events that have happened, and this wasn't mentioned in that timeline. So I don't know. What a jerk. Staff and guests of the hotel often report an eerie feeling of being watched or of a presence in the ballroom area with them. Now, I will say this. The ballroom's not there anymore. Oh, really? But, you know, this went on one that was still a ballroom. Mm-hmm. So, like, the events and stuff they were talking about, that was all while there was a ballroom. Now it's just rooms there. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean those rooms are exempt from hauntings. No, we'll of course out. not. It is also said that the Jilted Bride's apparition is often accompanied by the sound of a music box. Hmm. So, if you see her a lot of times, that's what you're going to get. If you look on YouTube, there is a YouTube video of the um, elevator doors. It's about four of them, I think. I thought there were no doors. Huh? Well, back then there weren't doors. I mean, we're 2021 now, babe. Oh. They didn't have YouTube in 1945. Oh, yeah, they didn't. (laughs) Or cell phones. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways... There's a video that shows these elevator doors opening and closing and all, all like like random times. It's like all of them open, closing, open, closing. And then there's a little table right there that's got a regular phone on it. Mm-hmm. And the phone just starts ringing. So these guys are filming these doors just going ballistic and the phone starts ringing. Whoa. So, and it's that's not like cool. a cell phone. It's just like a like regular, a regular yeah, phone. hotel phone. Anyway, it's something that's kind of cool to look at. There have been several reports of people that have been trapped in the elevator, sometimes up to 15 minutes for no rhyme or reason on why the malfunction. And while they're in there, they have a feeling of a presence in there with them, which causes some people to panic. Some of the most common reports are from guests and staff that involve hearing piano music or big band music playing And these reports have always been checked on by security, but no reason has ever been found for why there would be the disturbance. It's crazy, isn't it? Footsteps in the hallway, as well as slamming doors and other events that are commonly reported by guests. There was a young lady who was a regular at the Hotel Bistro. She passed away, and shortly after she passed away, the staff started to notice her apparition walking in and sitting down at her usual table. And that supposedly still happens today. Aww. The staff have had their fair share of experiences also. The housekeepers have felt a light tapping on their shoulder. There have also been numerous reports from housekeepers of windows that fly open as they approach them. Because it's not the kind of windows that you raise up or down. It's the kind that open and push out mm, okay but they've reported these windows as they get close to them they open up and push themselves out well we're just trying to help the ballroom like i said is no longer there and it's been replaced by regular rooms guests in those rooms have said that they've heard sounds of parties such as glasses clinking and music as you would hear in the ballroom they've also had these weird dreams or visions of parties from many many years ago when I heard that, I started imagining thinking about, uh, I said imagining, I don't know. I was mixing words together. <laughs> I, I meant to say, I instantly imagined 
Jack Nicholson in The Shining where he's down there and all that's going on. But that's it's a very similar setup. Most of these people have no psychic ability or no kind of um, sensitivity in their past. Mm-hmm. So it's not your average medium saying, oh, I felt this. It's just regular people having these dreams. And they don't know about the history to know that that's happening. They just, it's just weird. I had this weird dream and then come to find out. They're not the only person to have those kind of Oh, well, that's so crazy. And in most cases, they didn't even realize they were, they didn't know the history of the hotel. They didn't know they were in a room where there used to be a ballroom. They didn't know any of that stuff. That's what makes it so cool. There's a female ghost that's often seen in the kitchen area. Then she appears to be kind of lost or bewildered. She's just kind of wandering around. She startles unsuspecting workers because they just happen to go up to her and start to talk to her and she disappears. Her disembodied voice has also been heard calling out names in the kitchen area. Banging sounds from within the walls have been reported all throughout the hotel. Doesn't matter kitchens, dining rooms, gift shop, doesn't matter. Wherever it is, they hear it. Also, whiffs of perfume and cologne appear out of nowhere and then disappear as quickly as they came. Now, we talked about... I just want to know the name of that perfume. If it's lasted all them the years, I think it's some good stuff. Well, it's used sparingly, so... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the lady, the, the bride. But there's also another lady in white scene here. People say that when they see her, they're, it's often accompanied by a feeling of sadness. Now, some believe that it's the jilted bride. But others say that this is a completely different entity... And her backstory is similar, but she was actually done wrong by her husband, and this forced her um, through humiliation to end her life or through sadness, whatever the deal was. Some witnesses have tried to talk to her, but she always disappears before they get to her. Tracy, we talked about the 19th floor. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the Adolphus, the 19th floor is where it's the most happening part of the hotel for paranormal. That's where everybody wants to stay. That's where everybody wants to visit. Now, on one occasion, an off-duty waiter and his girlfriend were having some fun at a, at a different floor with some friends, colleagues. They decide to go up to the 19th floor, him and his girlfriend. When they get off of the elevator, they were hit with a very hot blast of air. That was followed by a feeling or an awareness of an unseen presence. They went back to the 10th floor where their friends were. (laughs) Whatever the presence was, apparently followed them to their 10th floor room. It eventually left, but not before freaking everybody out. Oh, dang. There's a young man who was working the late night shift. His job was to travel to each floor and collect all the room service trays and cards. He often felt that a presence would come with him and follow him as he was doing his job. This same feeling has been reported by several other employees. They feel that they're being watched while they're, you know, just doing whatever their responsibilities are. So that's freaky. Mm-hmm. Like you're always worried about management watching you. Oh, yeah. The pressure to get ghost watching you. Yeah. Too. Remember earlier when we talked about the female who haunts the bistro? Yeah. There's another entity there who also haunts the bistro, 
They believe this entity is a male and he likes to move beer bottles around in the display case. So maybe he's just trying to get the bartender's attention. <laughs> Could be. Anyway, that's the story of the Adolphus. So if you're coming to Texas. Oh, good grief. In the Dallas area. Don't go there. Go check it out. <laughs> Cry baby. Oh, I can't believe all that stuff happened there. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not even like it's just like little stuff. It was just every bit of it was horrible. Oh, no. And I'm sure there's all kinds of little stuff that they didn't even touch on. Because people die in hotels all the time. I'll bet there's probably 20 other people who died in that, other, at that hotel that didn't get touched on. Yikes. Maybe they just had a heart attack while they were sleeping. Yeah. Or... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's that's so crazy. All that stuff. People, here's a bit of advice. Look before you get on a damn elevator. Come on now. Yeah, come on now. All right. Watch, I'll go and get on the elevator, and I'll end up. Something happened to me that on the elevator. That would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Because what? Because it would be. I can know you. Yeah, be I would die. Out. That's gonna be awesome. No, because I don't have much insurance on you, so maybe not. Oh my god. Okay. You're a heifer. <laughs> Obviously, if you're listening to this. Jerry's a heifer. And you're in the Dallas area. Come see us next Saturday. Yeah, y'all come on. We're going to let people buy tickets at the door. And uh, we're going to be, it's a a big place. It seats 100 people. We're going to be social distancing if you want to for uh, because of COVID and stuff. And we'll have masks and we'll have hand sanitizer like we did at all of our other shows. But just uh, come out. We're going to have some fun. It'd be us and Leslie Fear. If you're uh, in the group, Brett Stefanoff, which he's host of the Evil Never Dies podcast. Matter of fact, that's what you see now is Evil Never Dies. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. And then um, Tim Mullins is going to be there from awesome. Hibley Horror House and Solo and seven or eight other podcasts that he does. He'll be there. And y'all might get to see me punch Jerry in the face. That's not going to happen. Why not? It's just not. Hmm. It's just not. First of all. I will have my hands full of barbecue at Outlaw Barbecue. This is that. <laughs> so your hands can't get to my face without going through some kind of, oh, me. you know, prime rib or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, come up for that. And then uh, I think we've got six or seven Bobby Mackey tickets left. That's our last two shows, guys. Yep. That's it, man. And then bring on Christmas. Woohoo! No, I can't even believe she talked about Christmas yet. Halloween's not even here. I know. I mean, or I, Thanksgiving. I know. I know. I know this. I'm happy for all occasions. Whatever. Anyways, so. Well, that's guarding. I don't get killed on an elevator. Yeah. So anyway, oh, and you all heard that on the radio? So, well, not the radio, but the, the podcast. Radio. So, if something happens, you know what the deal is. Right. HillbillyHorrorStories.com. You can buy tickets for all this. <laughs> I'm trying to sell stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even subliminal. You're just flat out saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we got that. And then, uh, Tracy, tell us what we got going on iTunes-wise and um, the uh, what else is it? We do Patreon stuff. Yeah. Well, we had some really great reviews this week. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Kate Cummins, Mojo Lobster, Augusto Caesar Hunt Dude. That review was beyond yes, it was awesome. amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was very, so very nice. And it was, I think it's the longest review we've ever gotten. It was very long. It was very nice. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We appreciate you. Before you get going again, because I don't know if we've said this on the air or not, 
we actually get to meet Mojo Lobster at Bobby Mackey's. <gasps> How about that? Oh my gosh. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. All right, proceed. Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. And then we have Amy Winehouse. Like, I don't know if I said your name wrong, right or not, Amy. I messed it up, honey. I'm sorry. It's liked or licked. And she didn't want to say licked. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Burgett. Lucky I know Mick. her brother, Charco. I hate you, but stop. <laughs> <laughs> ah, anyway, Lucky, Mick, and Brooke1983. She left us a nice long one, too. Thank you, Brooke, for that. So so nice. You guys are amazing. And this warms my heart so much. And then for our Patreon this week, we had Michelle Dill. Thank you, sweetheart, for your patronage. We appreciate you so much. You guys keep those reviews coming. Um, it means the world to us and... I'm sorry, Jerry made me laugh in the middle because he's a Igmo. But anyway, we love you guys so much and we appreciate y'all. And don't forget, if you'd like to buy a book personalized by both of us, if you'd like, or a shirt or sticker or anything else that we have on our store, they make great Christmas presents and they make good Halloween presents. And what the hell, let's start giving uh, Thanksgiving presents. Why not? Hey. Friendsgiving. You should show up with something. Oh, I like that. So, HeavilyHorrorStories.com. You can buy anything there that we offer as well as uh, tickets to live events. Yeah. It's much appreciated, you guys. We appreciate y'all. I just hope y'all know that. Yeah. Very much. Can't wait to meet a bunch of you. There's a yes, bunch of you that so we've excited. never met that we can't wait to meet. Speaking of somebody we've never met, Leslie Fear. Let's give I a few know. Seconds. Let's go ahead and take a last break from a sponsor, which is actually Shudder, that I actually love. And then we'll listen to Leslie. Guys, summer is over. There's a chill in the air. Spooky season has arrived. So let's watch some scary movies. There's no better place for horror than Shudder, which has kicked off its annual 61 Days of Halloween. That's a two-month super-sized celebration full of new movies and series like a new season of Creepshow and VHS 94. That's a brand new installment of the acclaimed found footage anthology franchise. And that's just the start of Shudder's unbeatable Halloween lineup. There's new specials from Elvira and Joe Bob Briggs, a new season of the Bollet Brothers' Dragula, their new docuseries Behind the Monsters on the Origins, and pop culture dominance of our favorite modern movie monsters, and so much more. Guys, if you're unfamiliar with Shudder, you can actually stream great thrillers, horror, and suspense for just $5.99 a month, or get a better deal of $56.99 a year. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. It's the Netflix of horror. You'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free all on your favorite devices. Devices such as iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire, Google Chromecast, Roku, and Android devices. Shudder has a unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics, blockbuster hits. You guys know I'm all about my horror movies, and I watch Shudder almost every single day. As a matter of fact, just last night, I watched two episodes of Creepshow. If you watch the episodes of Creepshow, there's actually two stories on each episode. There are some that are kind of funny. There are some that are kind of scary. It's a little bit of a mixture, but it really does reflect back perfectly to the actual Creepshow movies. 
there's a little bit of everything for you on Shutter. That's one of the main things I like. They have a huge, extensive international library. All kinds of range of different genres, all kinds of movies, from classics to modern favorites. You get some of the silly B-type movies, but you get also some of the all-time great movies, such as Carrie. Get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. Shudder's expertly curated collection includes must-see titles like Vicious Fun, The Mortuary Collection, and PG Psycho Gorman. Plus, plus all the best horror documentaries and the hit Creepshow TV series from executive producer Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead. To try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com and use promo code HILLBILLY. That's Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R, dot com slash hillbilly. I'm telling you, you guys are going to love it. This will be your go-to streaming service. Hey guys, I figured, how in the world could we do a Dallas episode, get ready to leave to do a live event in Dallas with Leslie Fear and not have Leslie on at least one last time before then. Right? So without further ado... (laughs) Welcome, Leslie Fear. Thank you, Jerry. It's nice to be here, and I cannot wait to meet you in person. I can't believe we've been friends for this long and never met in person. And you got to drive all the way to see me, but you know what? It's going to be worth it because we're going to have a blast. (laughs) You know, it's funny when you think about it because we did Fear of the Week for like nine or ten months. So, I mean, you're almost a year, and then it's uh, you've had your show now for... Uh, I would say pretty close to that time. So we've known each other for over two years and we've never personally met. No, we haven't. And it's because of you that my show is doing so well. And a lot of your listeners listen to my podcast too. And you know what? What an honor that is. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So I thought what we would do is we would talk a, a little bit about the event, but more importantly, you are right there from the area, mm-hmm. so I thought it would be cool to talk about some places that you know of that are right there that people who are coming to the show from out of town might be able to say, oh, here's some cool stuff to do because I really don't know what to do in Dallas. When you think Dallas, all anybody thinks about is AT&T Stadium <laughs> and uh, the X where Kennedy got shot. Exactly. Other than that, I mean, that's the two the two big things that everybody thinks about. So I figure, uh, you know, you would give us some some tips for us out-of-towners and some places to maybe go and check out some must-sees, so to speak. But let's start with this. You have a special guest coming to the show because you obviously have an interview podcast. Yes. And you are bringing a friend of our shows and your show to interview. And I can't wait for this because I absolutely love this person. I know. But you're bringing... you're bringing Ashley Hernandez, and she is a mortician. Her family owns a mortuary, and they own a crematorium, and she's involved in all that. And she also goes and picks up bodies from wherever and transports them back. Yeah. Uh, I know the first time I had ever talked to her, which was several years ago now, her and her husband had just got back from like a two-day trip to go pick somebody up and bring them. They oh. were, at the time... They they were working together, doing this together. So it's like we're, you know, me and Tracy might go out on a long drive and maybe visit a haunted house. They would go on a long drive and pick up a dead body and bring it back. And right. I, you know, and, and I hate to sound misogynist because that's not the way this this 
is taken. But like Ashley is a is a very attractive young lady, and when you look at her, she's the last type of person yeah. you expect to be running a, a mortuary because. You know, let's be honest. Like I said, when you when you think mortuaries and funerals homes, you usually think about the seventy year old guy that looks like he passed away <laughs> two years ago and nobody right? told him. He does. You know, so yeah. And it's like I said, I'm not trying to sound say that you know women can't do everything because I mean obviously can, right. but that's not the image in your head when you think no, somebody who runs a, a mortuary. No, like, she's just a beautiful girl, and yeah, she came on my podcast and she was just like telling me about getting in the business. Her parents were in the business, then she kind of started doing it herself. She really liked it. She remembers playing. You'll hear my dogs. Uh, I didn't put them out, Jerry. I'm sorry. You'll hear them clicking and clacking on the wood floors. But we're used to ninja, so it's okay, right? Right. right. Okay. Anyway, she told me that she just remembers being outside the mortuary where her, I guess where her mother and father had started it. And I don't know if they had a swing set, but she remembers kind of going in and out of little areas. And I don't know if they were like places where they were storing things. I don't know about bodies, but just she remembers playing as a child there. And then she was telling me that she really loved it because she'd been around it for so long and she really got into it. And then all of a sudden now she's doing exactly what you just said, transfer, you doing the, you know, finding the bodies, transferring them, doing the embalming. And then she told me also, because I had her back on, I was like, at last Halloween, I was like, I got to hear about the stories because you told me you need to tell me some stories that are going on. And there's some weird stuff that goes on at the mortuary with her, like the haunting weird stuff. I, and, and right. Yeah. We'll, we'll let her get into all those details at the actual yes. show, rather than spoil all of it. Now. But yeah, that place where she works at definitely has had some weird things happen. Yes. Yes. And it's like incredible. It's just unbelievable. And people think, well, you know, of course it's haunted. You know, there's people that have died there. Well, they obviously didn't die there, but you know. But you know, I honestly, I have heard, that may be true. I've heard that hospitals are some of the very haunted, most haunted places too, that are that are actually in use now. Hospitals are actually one of the hauntiest places, if that's a word, now. But see, that makes sense because, uh, you know, we were with Nick McGurr up in the runs the stories in the cemetery haunted tour up in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And, you know, he said that he typically doesn't, it's funny because it's called Stories in the Cemetery, but he doesn't go into cemeteries on his tour. He said that, you know, he doesn't feel the need to go into cemeteries because why would somebody haunt a cemetery? That's not where they died at. That's just where their body is. Right. And it doesn't make sense. And and I kind of semi-agree with that. Even though there's a bunch of stories of haunted cemeteries, I can definitely understand why someone probably wouldn't haunt a funeral home or a cemetery because... They're, they were dead when they already got there. Right. Uh, so it would make more sense. But a hospital, on the other hand, that's where a lot of people actually die at. Yeah. Or suffer trauma. So you could see why hospitals would be some of the most haunted. Yeah. And that's what I've heard. In fact, my nephew is a nurse um, and has been working as one for years. And I'm going to see if he can come to the event, too. And maybe I'll have him pop up there and talk to me if he's free. I know he works a lot of the weekend, so I'm may not be able to get him up there, but he would be so much fun to talk to. So I'll have to ask him, but I've got a couple other people up my sleeve that I might have up there as guests as well. So um, it's going to be such a fun night. And guys, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I think Jerry and Tracy have covered several places that I would have suggested too. But one thing that I thought would be cool is uh, the Baker Hotel. I know you did an episode, but it's just uh, west of Fort Worth and it's in Mineral Wells. 
a wonderful, beautiful hotel, but it's so weird because it's in this tiny little town, this like 10 story hotel. It's just mammoth in the city. You see it all around when you drive up, but they thought the uh, well or the mineral wells had medicinal, you know, qualities to them. And so everybody flocked to this hotel and they even still sell crazy water. That's what they call it. And I don't know if I would drink it because I think it's full of sulfur and it doesn't smell very good, but I guess it has some good stuff in it. I don't know. But there's other places in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, like I said, that even Six Flags Over Texas, they do that fright. I think it's October Fright Fest or something. And supposedly there's some things that happen there too. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that the Six Flags is haunted. Yeah, I've heard uh, that too. You know, for yeah. some, and then of course you've got the zoo. Now a lot of these that we covered, we covered on Patreon, so most people didn't hear that. But so we've got, let's let's cover some of the places in the area that's haunted. Well, the Stockyards, you've got, for you've sure. Got the, stockyards Hotel. You've got yeah. The, yeah mm-hmm. the, you got the Stockyards. you got Miss Molly's, yes. which is a hotel uh, right there in Fort Worth. You've got the Fort Worth Zoo is supposed to be haunted by a, a elephant trainer. Is one of the main the main ones there. He was crushed there oh, wow. by one of the elephants. And so that one, so they say you could see him on a regular basis. But like we said, we covered a bunch of little little places within the area, and then obviously you've got the the Adolphus Hotel, which we just covered. That my God, oh, it's got so many different things that have happened through the year, starting two weeks after the time that the hotel opened. You had somebody fall down an elevator shaft, and four people killed in elevators over the years. It's, there. it's just and yeah that mm. that hotel was the reason that they started putting doors on the elevators. Right. they didn't used to have doors on. Yes, exactly. I know that, and the hotel is ab- it's still there, of course, and it's just beautiful. And they you know keep it refurbished every time you know you go. It's always very well done, and still, and that kind of Art Deco-y kind of look to me. And also, I don't know if you knew this, but in Grand Prairie, I just pulled this up. Ripley's, believe it or not, it says uh, over 25 years ago, strange happenings shrouded the Grand Prairie location. One murder, uh, one believed murder. And a fire melted some of the wax figures, and uh, I guess it took out a large portion of it, costing like $4 million to refurbish everything. Let's see, no deaths occurred, but the former co-owner was poisoned with strychnine, and her young assistant died mysteriously of natural causes. The fire, uh, believed to be set by a shady and wanted arsonist, might have been set to blackmail yeah. the museum. Really? Yep. And Grand Prairie is where we're actually doing the live event. That's where our right. barbecue is, is Grand Prairie. So, and I, I can't imagine Grand Prairie is huge. So that's the Ripley's is probably fairly close to there. It probably is. Yeah. Grand Prairie, all of these, just like you said in one of your uh, Patreons, I, I, I'm a Patreon member, people. Everybody needs to be. <laughs> all these mid cities, you know, you've got. You've got Arlington, you've got Grand Prairie, of course, you've got the Dallas and Fort Worth, but all these areas, they're called mid-cities between those places, and that and Grand Prairie is kind of one of those. But there's cemeteries galore here. Even places, if you do a lot of digging, you're going to find things that maybe we haven't even touched on. So there's a lot. In the stockyards, if you, if you go anywhere, if you go downtown anywhere, Dallas is great, but I'm going to tell you right now, Fort Worth is my choice to go downtown. That is that is where I would suggest you go. It's very safe. Dallas is better. It's getting better. But Fort Worth is just safe. You can walk around and it's got some fantastic restaurants. It's got fantastic shops, easy parking. And the restaurants, like I said, they're just so good. So good. So um, even if you're not trying to find something haunted, try, you know, Fort Worth first and go to, and for sure go to the stockyards. And you'll also see the cattle drive every day. I think around four o'clock they do a cattle drive. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
I've heard restaurant wise, there's the restaurant that that's at Miss Molly's. I think it's called Stars Cafe or something. Yes, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I have not been to that, but I haven't even been to Miss Molly's. You guys need to at least drive by and and let us know what you think because we're gonna all want to know. Right. So let's talk about what are you gonna have. If somebody wanted to purchase a merchandise or something from you, what are you going to have available? Well, I'm going to have all of my books available. I probably won't have a huge supply. So if I run out, I run out. So get it while you can. (laughs) But I'll have every book that I've written there for sale. So there will be eight books, different title, eight different titles there. I might even, if you buy some of my books, I'll give you some free pens because I bought some, some ballpoint pens with my logo on it. And they're so pretty. And I'll give you one if you buy my books. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how, do you, how do you fit a head the size of yours on an ink pen? I don't know. You know, I, I was surprised I was able to do it too. But you know what? They came out great. <laughs> <laughs> don't, give, don't give me a hard time now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going to be fun. We're gonna, uh, Tim Mullins is going to be there as well. Yes. From Hibbley Horror House and Solo and his 27 other podcasts that he does. So he's going to be there. Yeah. Brett Stefanoff is going to be there. And the reason I say that is Brett's been in the horror industry forever. He's been on your show. Yes, he has. He's been on our show. I know he had said something about, he invited us, but I don't think we're going to be able to go because of time restraints. But I think he and Tim and a bunch of other people, so I'm just throwing it out there if you're planning on coming anyway, are all maybe possibly going to a haunted attraction afterwards. That would be That's fantastic. kind of Brett's deal. Yeah. He knows it. That's his area. So he's got one specific one he's wanting the kind of people to go to. So if if that's something you think would be cool to come to the show and then turn around and go to a haunted house afterwards, you know, that's something to keep in mind that they're going to be trying to get people together to do that. So that's going to be fun. I think my kids would love it, too. They were going to go last year and COVID kind of messed everything up for that particular area because Brett had invited us last year. So I think I'll suggest it to them and they can pile in a car and go follow Brett to the haunted house. (laughs) Why not, right? I'm glad you brought up COVID. Because one of the things I wanted to point out, we have an extra large room here. It seats up to 100 people. Okay, yeah. Now, we're probably, we've we've scheduled this to only hold, uh, to do about 50 people. So we're going to be pretty spread out. You're going to be able to spread out if COVID is a concern. We're going to be bringing some masks. We're going to be bringing some hand sanitizer and stuff to go out. And you'll be able to social distance if that's a concern of yours. So if you've been thinking, hey, I'd like to go to the event out there, but, uh, you know, COVID, you know, is a little bit of a concern. Right. We're going to do everything we can to make it as safe as an event as possible. Okay. Uh, That's what we've done for yeah, that's what we've done for all of our other events. And uh, so far, so good. We we don't know of anybody that's had any situations from any of our events so far last year or this year. Right. And, you know, when we it's... Do, we do yeah, care about you guys. Exactly. And when we keep it, the occupancy a little lower, I think everybody feels a little safer that way, uh, whether you're vaccinated or not. I think it's just a, a better situation for everyone. So if you notice that the room isn't as full as you think it could be, it's that's why. <laughs> we're trying to be safe for everyone. So... Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where we're at. Leslie, it was fun having you on. It's been a while since we've done anything. I know. And you know what? Not for long, though. In about a week and a half, buddy, you're going to be face to face with me, whether you want to or not. <laughs> we can't wait. It's it's exciting. It's going to be fun to finally to finally meet you guys and get to meet your husband, Randy. He's a yes. super uh, nice guy. I've been able to talk to him a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. We're kind of excited. We can't wait to meet you and give you big hugs. And I can't wait to meet Tracy. And she's always just a delight uh, when I talk to you guys. So it's, it's just going to be so much fun. And you were going to have, by the way, you're going to have your book there too as well, selling your book, right? Yeah, we'll have uh, books, t-shirts, air fresheners, <laughs> uh, stickers, 
So a little, little bit of everything. Well, we need we the air fresheners. Spice air fresheners. Perfect for the this time of year. We need the air fresheners, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to combat the whole dog under the table toots, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that happens here too. <laughs> Never say it on, on the air, but uh, yeah, it happens all the time. And I'm like, okay, I just have to string through this and <laughs> nobody knows. But I may even buy one from you. But no, it's so much fun. And I literally can't wait. And I'm so glad that uh, we've sold as many tickets as we have. There's not a ton left. So if you guys want to grab a ticket while you can, guys, get your tickets. We don't have a ton of room left. So if you want to come, you can also, if you haven't made a decision, you can come at the door and get your tickets. And if there's room, we will be happy to have you guys. Yeah, because we do realize that people do have concerns over, you know, wanting to wait to the last minute because so many events get canceled because of COVID and stuff. So I mean, we've got concerts that we waited to the last minute to buy tickets for just in case. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, if people are waiting to see, hey, we want to make sure everything is, you know, still good. We don't have any flare ups, nothing like that. We are going to allow people to come to the door, which usually we don't because usually, honestly, they're sold out before right. uh, we ever get to the, that point. But in this situation, we will allow people to come to the door. Tickets will be available there. Absolutely. So, guys, we are so excited to see you. It's going to be a fun night and we've got some really fun things planned. You can also buy Jerry's merchandise and maybe a book or at least one book. You can buy any of my books. I'll give you a free pen because, hey, you're you're the kind of person I'll give it to if you're going to buy my book. <laughs> We're going to have a fun night. I just can't <laughs> wait to, like I said, meet you guys, have my guests, and uh, maybe a couple surprises. So it'll just be a blast. All right, Leslie, it was fun, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. So there you go. If you come out, and you've got uh, now a few places to check out there. And we're definitely going to go to Fort Worth oh, to check out that. Because cool. we'll go to Miss Molly's, and we'll check, probably eat at this at Little Star Cafe or whatever. And she was saying, like, you know, that downtown Fort Worth is like a completely different feel than anything else. Oh, so nice. I wish we had a little bit longer to be there. That's the problem. We get to these places, and we only have a day or two. Mm-hmm. And half of that gets stuff, you know, setting up the show and setting up the equipment and all that stuff. So we never really get to see a whole lot of these places. Right. But right. we'll we'll make it happen somehow. And we can't wait to meet you, Miss Leslie. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll see a bunch of you down there. Have fun and uh, enjoy. I hope you all have a blessed week. <laughs>